Thank you to the Patreon crew. You know who you are. James, got my back. Uh, Chris, you've got my back. And Daniel, always hitting home runs for Please Blow My Mind. If you're interested in supporting this podcast via Patreon, please consider donating a few bucks a month. Search Please Blow My Mind on Patreon.com and you'll find, uh, yeah, me. All the money goes into the podcast, which is a good feature. Thanks, everybody, for blowing my mind by joining me. Hope you're well wherever you are in the world. See ya. Our kaupapa as navigators, we try to be the ama to the waka, um, which is our kids and our whanau. So we don't try to sail uh, that waka for them. We don't tell them how to uh, steer it and where to go. We just add it on to that waka and we're with them walking that path or sailing that journey with them um, to afi support Totoko, uh, maybe be the devil's advocate, um, but really to, to journey with them. And in so doing, develop the relationship that not only benefits hopefully them, but it also benefits us as well, which is, uh, which is an added bonus. John, um, look, we've had a, a wee chat before we've kicked off the record button. I firstly want to thank you, my friend, for for joining me, and and uh, I have to acknowledge our email trail, which was I got put in touch with you, um, t- talking a bit about breathing, and then all of a sudden I changed tack, and I'm like, you got to come on my podcast, and I think uh, what was your thing to me? Holy hecker, you know, <laughs> I thought that was hilarious, but I- I'm pretty big into. Um, seizing the moment we talked a bit about that sure. um and and in the moment is to try and get someone's time and so you've offered me that tonight and I'm, I'm very much appreciative of that john where do you fit in this world i mean i also acknowledge to you that i i haven't heavily researched you but i do know that you're part of i have a dream and i thought maybe if you could give us just a background firstly on what I have a dream is for our audience watching and listening and where you fit in that little uh, beautiful universe. Yeah, cool. Okay. Um, well, thanks for the opportunity and, and awesome to meet you um, and awesome to be a part of this podcast. As I mentioned to you, I'm a podcast virgin, so you've deflowered me. <laughs> so should I thank you for that? Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you should. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I have a dream. So we're a charitable trust. Mm. Uh, I have a dream has been in existence since the early 2000s. Uh, it was set up by a philanthropist, a, a Kiwi guy called Scott Gilmore, who worked uh, in the States for a number of years, which is where he came across the I Have a Dream Kaupapa. Mm. Uh, it's huge in the States um, and is based around uh, mentoring and supporting kids from disadvantaged communities and getting them into college and supporting them through college. So Scott uh, made some money um, by selling up a few uh, software companies, came back to New Zealand and decided that he wanted to do something similar. Um, And he bumped into our former CEO now, Ant Backhouse, who was basically doing 
what I have a dream is doing now, but he was doing it off his own back as a volunteer. So it was the meeting of two um, hearts, I guess you could say, um, community-minded uh, guys with a, a passion for helping others and particularly uh, youth and their whānau. Um, so they, they ran uh, a pilot for eight years where Ant worked with a cohort of about 80 kids, uh, mainly from uh, the Mount Roskill area. And he followed those kids uh, through their education journey, uh, starting in, I think it was a brown year five or six, which is sort of standard four in the old money. And he followed them through till uh, they completed high school and went on to do uh, great things with their lives. So there was some great success to come out of that. Um, at that time, Scott and Ant uh, engaged, I think it was Massey University at the time, to track their kaupapa and do some research. And at the conclusion of that pilot, uh, such were the results. Um, the main, uh, I guess, uh, suggestion or main thing that came out of the research for them was that, yeah, great program, great results, but um, to be significant in a greater way uh, needs to be rolled out to a greater uh, number of people. So they set about uh, looking from the top to the bottom of New Zealand, uh, talking to uh, a number of schools and principals and uh, city councillors. I think pretty much anyone who would listen to them uh, they, their idea was to see what change they could make in a community. And so they settled on Tikiponga in Whangarei, uh, which is where I live. Um, so now we're working in four kura in Tikiponga, uh, three primary schools, Totara Grove, uh, Tikiponga Primary and Tikuro Tangarei, and a high school which goes from year seven, which is form one, all the way up to year 13, which is Tikiponga High School. So the kaupapa is uh, each year group from year three onwards is assigned a navigator. So I'm a navigator uh, and I started in 2017 with a group of year or with all of the year three uh, students in the three primary schools. So fast forward three and a half years I'm with that same cohort of kids across those three primary schools, but I'm now the year six navigator. So I've known these kids for three and a half years. And at the end of this year, beginning next year, I will be the year seven navigator. And I'll pick up with the same group of kids that have then gone on to start their intermediate school, high school journey uh, in Tikipunga High School. And so each year we have a year three navigator that starts and the idea is to follow those kids through to year 15 is what we call it. So that's at least two years post-secondary school. Wow. So this is just, um, I'm trying to find the right terminology, kind of like unequivocal support, just like, or, or, or how we talk about some things in life where unconditional love, that's what yeah, that is, isn't it? It is. It is. Um, Ant uh, coined a, a, a phrase which we use often. Um, so uh, our kaupapa as navigators, we try to be the ama 
to the waka, um, which is our kids and our whānau. So mm. we don't try to sail uh, that waka for them. We don't tell them how to uh, steer it and where to go. We just add it on to that waka mm. and we're with them walking that path or sailing that journey with them um, to afi support, totoko, uh, maybe be the devil's advocate, um, but really to, to journey with them and in so doing develop the relationship that not only benefits hopefully them, but it also benefits us as well, which is, uh, which is an added bonus. John, what's it like having uh, that, you know, in, in modern times, I guess, because, sorry, I'll track back a little bit. It feels like what you're saying is something that humanity has kind of built in to, to, you know, we all look after each other together because that's what, that's what for most of time was necessary, that there wasn't us and them. There was those of us and we all had to kind of progress forward. In this world, what you're saying feels a little bit like, hmm, where does that fit? Whose job is that? And why, you know, but, but what's it like kind of having that as, as you know, because I, I don't want to say the word burden, but gosh, it is an important role. You have limited room for error because you're, you're, <laughs> you've got life in your hands, if you know what I mean. And I, I look, I'm guilty of making things a bit more dramatic than they need to be, but hopefully you understand the, uh, the sentiment, you know? No, I, I, I think I do. And I think I hear where you're um, coming from. And yeah, you're right. Um, just to go back to your first comment, I, mm. I think back in the day, um, it was everyone's job to look after everyone. And another one of our sort of uh, our lines, our whakatauki, is that it takes a village to raise a child. Mm. And that was definitely ca- uh, the case as I was growing up, um, possibly as you were growing up, I'm 58. Um, and, you know, in most neighbourhoods around New Zealand, um, you know, everybody knew everybody and no one locked their back doors or their front doors. No one locked their cars. If you were down the corner of the street and doing something that you shouldn't have been doing, someone would have pulled you up on it and the word would have got back to your mum or your nan and you would have got a or something <laughs> as a result of that. Um, and that's kind of what I think made New Zealand um, what, it, what it is. Um, but with, uh, as our society has evolved, uh, I think we've become more insular. Um, whānau, uh, the, the extended whānau model is still there, um, but we're, I guess we're more isolated as individuals and families in our neighbourhoods. And so our kaupapa really is to try to be, as navigators, to try to be another significant adult for some of our dreamers, as we call them, perhaps the only significant adult um, in their life. Um, And for others, it's an extra significant adult. So there's a great responsibility. You're absolutely right. Um, Certainly what keeps us uh, as I have a dream uh, navigators on track are our organisational values. Yes. Uh, what keeps me on track as a navigator and as a father, I've got five kids of my own, um, are my own personal values. Mm. Um, and these are things that have evolved over time. Um, but the older I get, 
the more convinced I am of their importance and their worth um, for keeping not just me on the path uh, that I want to be on and the direction in my life, but also my whanau and also for my my wider whanau, which is our I Have a Dream Kids. So it's a, we're value-based. Uh, they're not just words that are, you know, in a frame on a wall somewhere that's getting uh-huh. dusty. We all live our organisational values um, daily. We talk about them often. Mm. Um, and for me, there's a kind of a second layer which relates to the values, but is to me the default, which are basics or what I regard as basics around manners and respect. Uh, and they tie into values as well. But, um, you know, I was brought up with, the, you know, yes, please and no thank you and, you know, looking people in the eye when you're talking to them and respecting elders regardless of, you know, whether they've earned your respect, you just give it anyway because yes. they're older than you and all of that kind of old school stuff, mm. which is still evident in some sections, I think, of our society. Um, but certainly in communities that are not so different to the communities that uh, we're actively involved in, uh, they're sort of, they're they're missing or the volume on those values and and, uh, those sorts of attitudes has been turned way down low. So uh, we're there to just try and huffy that whole whanaungatanga, rangatiratanga community kind of vibe and spirit. Brother, I love it so much. Um, so so how it works is we'll go to a short break. I mean, for us, we'll just click straight over to the next bump. But, but for everyone else, they'll, they'll, they'll go to the ads. And, and, you know, this is a little community channel. So, you know, watch the ads, team. Everyone needs to survive. And uh, for the audio listeners, you know, we'll, I'll jump in and do a little bit of talking. But when we come back, John, I would absolutely love to, well, maybe for another part of the segment is to break down what those ethics are you talked about. Sometimes I think in life uh, we hear it, it makes sense, but we forget to say, what exactly did you mean? And so I'd love to revisit that. But in the next segment, bro, I'd love to go back to when you were the age of the children that you helped navigate and to talk a little bit about like what was life like for you then? So stay with us, team. Be back with John in just a sec. Okay, John, we, we made it back after those lovely little ads. Um, so, yeah, before the break, we talked a wee bit about, you know, um, ethics. And <laughs> I guess I'll say on this podcast, I often kind of call out buzzwords, you know, like mm-hmm. even though I love the idea of mindfulness, I'm very critical when you say to someone, be mindful, because yeah. it's like telling someone to just find love. Like, really? Do you understand the burden that that comes with? And just be happy. Why can't you be happy? Well, because happiness is sometimes, you know, it's this, it's this wave we all ride. And when I, what helps me put it into context is things like, well, what's your ethics on life? What will you do and don't do? And what do you do consciously and unconsciously? And trying to understand those. So, so you know, some of the podcasts I'll have different neurologists and scientists and just break it down and and, and and, and I classify you in that, you know, people who spend a lot of time thinking about, you know, what is the meaning behind the words? So it's, it's difficult because I make it really big, really quickly. But when you talk about ethics and layers, 
what do you mean? Like, what's the hierarchy which you put your kind of, um, you know, how do you keep your head screwed on straight, if you like? Um, <laughs> what what got me to where I am or, well, probably a little bit before that, I've, I've we've lived in Whangarei, I've lived in Whangarei for 13 years, so... Mm. Uh, prior to that, lived most of my life in Auckland. Mm. Uh, met my wife in Auckland. We've been together for 16 years. And so prior to meeting her, um, it was probably just good luck that got me to where I, you know, where I was. Yeah. And from then on, it's it's kind of been a, um, well, a, a definition of, of luck that I've always liked is uh, it's a combination of uh, preparation and opportunity. So... Um, I spent a number of years, you know, preparing and opportunity came along, mm. uh, opportunity to meet the woman of my dreams, um, to get married, to move to Whangarei, which is where she was from, um, to then, you know, have five uh, awesome kids, uh, to own a gym. We set up a gym and a physio clinic to uh, own that, to learn some lessons from that, yeah. uh, to have then given that all, all away and to now be working for I Have a Dream. So. Uh, probably the the biggest um, I guess buzzword or value, mm. the one that I use um, many many times a day, is Faka Fanangatanga Fanangatanga, and uh, Joby Hopper, who I've mentioned to you, who's a well, he's a jack of all trades for our organisation. Um, what he doesn't know about Te Awa Māori and uh, and tikanga and those sorts of things to me probably isn't worth uh, uh, knowing. Um, but he says that uh, he said to me one day um, that fanaungatanga uh, isn't um, something that's done necessarily. It's a it's a lifestyle, and so uh, you know even the score that we're having and and what got us to this point. Um, it's whanaungatanga. Um, we're whanau. It's um, having the courage or the curiosity uh, or the inquisitiveness to ask um, and to be responded to in the way that you would want to be responded to. Um, and again, I think back in the day, that was kind of how we rolled. Mm. Uh, you know, society was a lot, uh, life was a lot more simple. There weren't as many dangers out there. Um, and so I think there was a, a level of trust and faith and belief in our fellow person um, that, again, given where we are now, is it, it exists, but in sort of small pockets. Yes. Um, and sometimes has to be teased out. Mm. And so Whanaungatanga is a, a big one for me. Uh, we, um, I, I try to live it every day, like I said. Um, and that extends not just uh, to me or is in relation, you know, not just to me, but it's it's my wife, it's our whanau. It's the way that I relate to uh, my colleagues at work. It's the teachers in the school school that we work with, it's whānau uh, that I um, might have a text called it all with or might see as they're picking or uh, dropping off or picking up their tamariki from school. Um, it's, it's everybody, it's, it's all uh-huh. around us and so mm. I just try to be how I would want to be, um, you know, received and responded to. Yeah, bro. Um, doesn't get much more complicated than that for yeah. me. Well, and, and look, I love it that... You know, and I would bet a lot 
that there's no other television talking like we are because it has to be, there's this uh, modern part in us, right? I, I believe that needs to make it complicated and branding, you know, it's like, Oh, there's a secret algorithm. Uh, uh, But, but there isn't for things like um, the pursuit of trying, you know, in fact, it's scary if you look at it because uh, I, you know, I, growing up um, watching many movies and trying to say, why do I love these, you know, eighties films like Indiana Jones and Rocky? Cause, cause, cause they're, you know, all of these people are scarred, you know, they're the, they're the ones that, that no one really wants to be around because they're so something, this or that they're broken, but they keep coming back they give us this hope. And, and, and then when we get to real life, you're not allowed to have any of that. You're not allowed to be the Rocky. You have yeah. to be well-prepared, well-liked, you know, and, and I think the truth is, is that most of us would love it if we could just say, look, it's okay to not be the perfect person. It's just, it's a leap of faith to, to not try to be this angelic, especially today, right? Because you can get in trouble for saying the wrong things online and it oh, might not have been your intent. Yeah, no, and, and there's another element um, there, um, you know, to, that, that sort of springs from what you um, just touched on, mm. and that's as men um, mm. on there because, um, you know, in terms, as far as other societal um, taboos go, you know, we can't be sensitive, we can't be shown to um, have uh, feelings, we can't express our love for, um, geez, our love for our wahine etua, mm-hmm. uh, let alone the beauty of a sunset or, mm-hmm. um, you know, the majesty of a kauri. Um, we can't cry, um, we can't um, cuddle our, our son or our daughter when they fall off their bike, you know, all of those sorts of uh, male stereotypes, which are uh, slowly being broken down, but there's still, um, you know, a, a, a foundation of many um, communities um, and, and many individuals. And so, um, you know, I, I guess I try, not I guess, I, I try to, um, when, when opportunity presents to, to sort of push back against those sorts of stereotypes as a, as a, as a male, as a man, um, both with my own kids and also in the schools, um, you know, that I, that we work in with uh, the dreamers that, you know, that I work with, um, you know, something is, um, sort of innocuous, uh, but equally as uh, sort of powerful as another side to that coin. And it comes up time to time, you know, someone will say uh, a year three or four or five, um, Tamariko will say that, you know, pink isn't a girl's colour, or pink is a girl's colour, I should say. And I'll just jump on that and, bro, I love pink. Pink's an awesome colour. There's yeah. no such thing as girls' colours and boys' colours. Mm. It's a colour. Come on. You know, and little things like that. So, yeah, like I said, it's it's not rocket science, but I guess in this fast-paced uh, world with where everybody has a voice and it's really easy for the... Uh, for the disenfranchised or the um, extremist type view uh, people viewpoints to kind of get a voice and get support, there's just a lot of noise I think in it, and it uh, rather than helping, I think it it sort of hinders us in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. 
sure it does. And, and kind of unconsciously, like I think about bring up television media, it is always the sensationalism that like our conversation will be very logical. So where does that fit when you try to sell it? That's part of the reason why it's on so late. But, but I do know that the audience that we will touch is ready for that, right? It's not in prime time sometimes that you're trying to put in the good stuff. You know, that just fills the cup of that, the anxiety, the fear. And, you know, that will manifest itself in its own way. But the goodness takes time. It's like a navigator. It's a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Yeah. I'm here when you need me. I'm here. You can rewatch this stuff. So, so. Yeah, and it's, uh, yeah. it's planting seeds. Mm. It's planting seeds. And we don't know what seeds will germinate and, and, and what, which ones will. Um, but, the other, there's another part of it for me, and it, and and I say this, uh, have said this a number of times. You know, change is uh, it's inevitable, and a lot a lot of people don't like change. Um, but change uh, for me is comes back to uh, it's a it's a joke uh, about. Uh, changing a light bulb and, and how many psychologists it takes to change a light bulb. Have you heard that one? No, but please, please take so it. How many psychologists does it take to change a light bulb? Well, how it, many? Actually, it actually only um, takes one psychologist, but the light bulb has to really want to change. <laughs> and so um, it's kind of funny and most people react how it But there's a lot of truth to it. Because, yes. and, I, and I know it from my own experience that, um, you know, we can have um, any type of, um, movie star or influencer or footy star mm. um, or internet TV, um, you know, guru talking to us um, nonstop um, about what we should be doing, what we shouldn't be doing. But until such time as the, the person um, who those messages are geared towards is, is actually prepared to take those on board and they, they're at a, a point in their life or their day where they want to make that change, I think all the best the best we can do is to just keep putting it out there. And um, like the seeds, you know, some will sprout and uh, and and hopefully more than one will, um, you know, go on to become a, a, a mighty Cody. Yeah, bro. I, well, I tell you why I love that just before we go to the break, because you're acknowledging the fact that sometimes, no, 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 more often than not, it doesn't work out. But we're batting because you got to keep trying to get that one to come through, right? It is important. And uh, sorry to tie it back to the movies, but that's what I take away from it, that the message is you most likely won't win, which is weird in this world. We want to win. We want guarantees. We want yeah. the mortgage, the rent, the nice shoes, the, the planning forward. You know, that's what COVID taught us. It's, it's all now. You got to stay in here because there is no future past. It's an invention in some ways, but but when you do kind of make peace with that, there's some power. It's nine o'clock. You know? So, uh, John, when we come back from the break, um, uh, I have never really broken this down, but it's something I've been thinking about for many years. It's this idea of what is a dream, and I think that most people think a dream is a dream, but I'm not sure you're given that from birth, I think it's a gift 
to dream. And I'll kind of, maybe after the break, I'll articulate a bit my thinking and then please jump in. So stay with us team, back with John in just a second. Okay, John. So before the break, talking a little bit about dreams, let me just set this up. So I was watching a Netflix documentary one time and I think it was a neurology thing. They were talking about how the brain works and all this type of stuff. One of the case studies is they went to India and they were talking about, um, uh, I think it was a uh, a 12-year-old looking after her sister, the parents were sick and all these things. And the reporter said to this young girl, what do you dream about? And I don't know if I made this up or I'm retelling it in a way, but from memory, I paused it and I thought, hmm, I wonder what the answer is because that's quite interesting. And I mm-hmm. thought to myself, well, maybe it's uh, access to healthcare or, or, or uh, you know, money or something like that, right? And I said, oh, well, I'll see what happens. And I pushed play again. And the little girl actually said, I don't dream. And I thought, whoa, that was the first time I had ever considered that, that, <laughs> maybe the reason I do dream is because I was given the time to dream, you know, something like that. Mm. And it stayed with me because I'm torn. I would love to think that, you know, it is the dreaming that gets you out of the the abyss, if you like, but it might not be. It might be someone ripping you back <laughs> and holding you until you feel calm enough to be able to dream or something like that. Have, have you ever tried to kind of articulate what it is to have a dream? I haven't, not not intentionally anyway, um, but to sort of tap on to um, or tap into um, what you just touched on, um, I think, and certainly some, not all of the dreamers that we have that I work with as a year six navigator, it's not that they don't dream and I, and I think this applies to to adults as well some adults and and it's maybe the reason why that 12 year old Indian girl mm. didn't dream was because we don't know what we don't know we don't know what's out there um, and if our life revolves around uh, the, the, the the community that we're in, um, or just just our house with our whanau, um, and we've never been given the permission or the encouragement to look over the fence, or we've never been to the movies, we've never been to town um, even. Um, to me, that would influence whether or not you dreamed and, and what your dreams might look at uh, look like. And so... Uh, one of the things that I um, do on a on a weekly basis with my after school program. So as I have a dream, navigators we spend time in uh, our respective year levels um, classes during the day, through the day, um, developing an understanding of of you know what their learning day looks like, and just spending time with them developing that relationship and we also run after school programs and so in my after school program since 2017 um, I always play a short video clip I call it a wow video and the way I phrase it to um, our year six streamers is when I saw that video I thought wow 
um, and um, a range of different things. Um, but the reason for playing that video is to start a court at all, uh, maybe um, push back against some thoughts or ideas that they might have already had around whatever that subject or topic might have been. Um, and really just to expose their minds to um, something that they might not have um, thought of before, um, come across before, um, and maybe just plant another seed. So one of the, the ones that, that sticks out for me still was in the first year, um, 2017, I uh, found a video online um, and it was about ferro, ferro fluid, I think that's right. So it was this um, particular type of fluid that NASA developed uh, because they were having problems with their fuel delivery systems and the rockets, I don't know. So anyway, this particular fluid has um, uh, magnetic particles um, infused in it and so if you had a, a small um, a little beaker type container and you ran a magnet underneath it, the, the fluid would take different shapes and move and uh, because of the magnetic um, field from the magnet. magnet. So it was pretty cool, a couple of minutes. Um, and then at the end, you know, one of the first questions I asked, so who's heard of NASA? Who knows what NASA is? And no one had. And that's why, um, you know, year three, so what's that, Prima Three Kids? Um, but I remember a book um, from when I was a kid, about that age, actually, and it was um, uh, Vehicles of Flight. And so, as I said, I'm, I'm 58, so this would have been, you know, late 60s, early 70s. Um, and it had at the back page had a, a, a picture, a drawing, an artist's impression of the space shuttle. So I remember that, you know, and NASA and whatnot. So <laughs> in something that you you and I might take for granted in NASA, yeah. Yeah. you know, it just doesn't feature into some of our kids' mm. um, uh, you know, frame of reference. Um, so those sorts of little things, I think, again, it's about planting those seeds and 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 exposing our our kids, not just our I Have a Dream kids, my own kids as well, to as much as we can. Um, and to not limit their thinking and their view of the world. Yeah, bro. And look, you raise a really interesting thing. And that word you said, exposure, isn't it interesting? Because in this current world, this COVID world, exposure is careful. You might be exposed. Mm-hmm. But we, we know the immune system needs to be exposed to build an immunity. And and I, I'm absolutely no doctor. But if I just think logically we're the same too, you know, you had to be exposed to these different things, maybe the good, the bad. And if you don't, like I highlighted to you in the beginning of our chat, you end up being a 20, 30, nearly 40 something who's having to backtrack and find more exposure, which includes weekly conversations with people, Mm -hmm. trying new things, Mm -hmm. having a wife who says, man, I believe in you, but I hope one of your ideas works out one of these days. So there is, there is this idea like don't want it to be not, so secure because it's um and and i think the interesting thing about that is there's some research on that too there's a as a professor i had from uh, america join me on the podcast and he says a lot of the world now has we've, we've kind of tucked children away and and so the world's perceived to be more dangerous than it really is but there's a there's a trust issue there i guess but when you do that 
you take away the chance for the for the person the soul to develop its infrastructure to develop its natural ability to deal in in the world and and i guess that's john maybe where you know this is another heavy role for the navigator as to what's the correct exposure uh what's enough to um expose but not overwhelm right i mean and i guess it's a feeling yeah, I, I, I think it is. Um, and, and I think the feeling comes from um, the, the relationship that we have, mm. the relationship that we develop with our dreamers, the relationships that we develop with their whanau, um, the relationships that we develop um, with their teachers. Mm. Um, part of it too, I think, and, and um, just to go back to something you said before around finding um, you know, something or coming across something. Sometimes I think it's actually about finding ourselves. Um, so going back to find ourselves, because I think in this day and age, it's really easy. In fact, it's, to me, it would possibly even be a default where we're striving to be, because of the influences and the, the barrage of, of, of messages and media that, uh, you know, that we're subjected to on a daily basis, it's easy to, I guess, want to be like somebody else without necessarily knowing well, who I am. So that's a part of it as well, uh, being confident in our own, um, in our own skin, uh, being confident in the lives that we lead. And uh, as I'm um, talking, I'm, I'm thinking, and <laughs> to go back to, uh, you mentioned happiness before, mm. Um, I've read a couple of articles that talk about um, happiness being um, not too dissimilar to the root of all evil. Um, it's something that fit, that people um, feel they um, they should have, that they they want it, they need it. But happiness is is um, according to these uh, this um, you know line of thought. Um, it, it's fleeting, and so as a as something aspirational, it's arguably not the best thing to be focused on. Um, whereas fulfillment, now that's another um, sort of level. And so um, I, you know, as if, if, if I uh, died in my sleep tonight, um, I, I would die a happy man because um, I just happen to be happy at this point in time. But more than that, I'm fulfilled with um, the life that I've led. Uh, yeah, I've hurt some people along the way, um, and I'm deeply sorry for that. But since then, um, I've tried to live my life another way, um, and I'm deeply fulfilled with my life. And so I think those sorts of elements come into those relationships and come into that corridor. And I guess... Um, determine to some degree, um, you know, how much exposure or, or what exposure, um, because we're not, there's a, a, a great uh, American football coach, uh, Vern Gambetta, I think he was around in the 70s, I could be wrong about that, uh, but one of his lines, which I've always liked, was that, um, and it, it's to do with sport coaching, but um, I see myself as a, as a coach. Um, but coaching is something that you do um, with 
athletes, mm. not to them. And so as a navigator, um, I'm not trying to, or we're not trying to get our dreamers to do anything in particular. We're just walking alongside them and giving them the confidence, the support um, to make mistakes, um, but to be themselves, to develop some self-awareness and some broader understanding of the world, themselves, their families, and how that all sort of fits. Um, and to hopefully, and this is my dream, um, for my kids and for the year six dreamers um, that I'm uh, lucky enough to work with, is that they grow up to be awesome people. And if we were all awesome people, um, I think this world would be a, uh, a much better place. Yeah, that brother. They I... as much bad stuff, but <laughs> if they were more like-minded people, mm. uh, you know, uh, it's a, it sounds a bit cheesy, actually, now that I hear myself saying it, but um, to be the best person that you can be. Um, I think and if you're, if you're close to that, then um, fulfillment has got to be there yep. and happiness will be there more often than not. I would 100%, think. 100%. I just 100% agree. And what comes to my mind as we go to the break is, uh, is that if you want to be a CEO, if you want to be a leader, if you want to be a politician, if you want to be a prime minister, there should be navigators for you too because there's no way that that amount of power doesn't change you, right? And I think we see it time and time again, which I think is the instinct of people saying, you know, it's a, it's a conspiracy or this. I think we're saying don't make it all just you have the power. We know where that goes. No, we're good. It's supposed to be split and shared and and something like that so stay with us john we'll come back and we'll um, have one more crack at going deep with you brother well john look it always surprises me but i'm not i shouldn't really be surprised but i am surprised that we didn't start out with a topic we just went into this and all of a sudden we're like 35 minutes in and, you know, we've covered lots of things. It doesn't make life easier, but it definitely doesn't make it harder either. I like the fact that we get to process it in real time and think, hmm, if I died tonight, would I be happy? Because that's a good question to ask yourself. Yeah. What do I need to do differently tomorrow? I'm fascinated with this tightrope that we walk in life, which is something like, Let's say I want to go after that dream, but it has some risks because I'm not really conditioned to say no to people or take the plunge or take the leap of faith. You know, what, what <laughs> is this something you think about, bro? When you, like how strategic are you versus feeling? I mean, are those things able to be separated? How have you kind of navigated? And I really ask that in the, in the sense of bravery, to uh, follow through with your convictions. And I really ask it for me, right? I'm at a stage now. I'm 39. It's like, I don't want to be the 49-year-old interesting podcaster guy. I want to have a rocket science of, you know, this is what I believe and this is what I spent the last year studying, you know, last 10 years. So, yeah, man, do you kind of pick up what I'm putting down? <laughs> I, I think I do. And, and interesting, though, that you – you know, mention not not starting with a topic. I mean, the the kind of loose topic was was mindfulness, mm. and um, and I have a dream, and I think 
um, my response to your to your question would be mindfulness. Mm. Um, from the perspective of, and it's a massive, what little I know of it, it's a, it's a really broad sort of an area, but the thing that uh, I... That, that I gravitate towards um, and as far as mindfulness goes is that it's about being in this moment and that the only thing that matters is now yep. because what's happened before is gone. We can't do anything about that. And what's going to happen in the next minute or the next day, well, it doesn't matter because it hasn't happened yet. And that's not to say that you can't dream and you can't plan and all that kind of stuff. But I think by and large is a, uh, a day-to-day way to, to live my life, um, which, which my wife is frustrated with um, at times, more often than not, to be fair. Um, but it's, it's about um, taking each uh, moment as it, as it comes and, and reacting, um, I guess, in that moment, uh, but also being able to react in a, uh, in a balanced, conscious way as opposed to a uh, kind of a reptilian uh, amygdala-like, um, you know, fly or f- fight or flight yes. type of way. Um, and so that, for me, is kind of the, mm. the crux of, of both mindfulness and um, of, of what I try to, or how I try to, uh, you know, spend the, the minutes, the hours of, of, of a working day or a day that I'm at at home um it's about approaching each uh each situation on its merits mm. uh giving it the attention that it, your, your full attention because that's the attention that it deserves um and making the the call or the decision or uh a comment um you know in a, in a balanced uh in a balanced way and in a way that is going to uplift and encourage, um, not diminish and put down. Um, does that answer your question? Yeah, man. Look, and 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 sorry to put you on the spot to have the feeling that you have to, but um, yeah, I, I, it's just and again, hundred percent agree. And it's the tools and the ways and trying to kind of convince yourself that finding a tool to get you in the now is necessary because the rest of the, let's say the commercial world is trying to pull you away, trying to keep you on the device, trying to keep you listening to the podcast, trying to keep you looking everywhere, but just here. And, and, and I get it sometimes why having adventures in your mind is fun, but you know, there is a certain discipline, which I think is, um, you know, maybe what you referenced back in the day, you listen to the elder because, that was that and it kind of wasn't about acknowledging that they're right it was acknowledging that you're probably not more right as the youngster and to just button it down which is you know something that i brought through into the podcast it's not blow my mind it's please i go with the first word that often gets overlooked is the is the acknowledgement of please because it's definitely you know we're we're too much of statements now eh? do this, do that, be on time, global warm, you know, everything. Don't you do this? And, and I, I guess that's kind of um, just this interesting little bit here, which we're trying to 
not work out, but work through is what, what's the right balance. And one of the things, John, I've kind of thought through um, over this podcast with you is I kind of maybe hinted at the fact that there's a bit of a burden or a lumping of responsibility. But the beautiful thing is, and it's incorporated in your timeline with the, with the, with the youngsters, is that it's not about you getting it right overnight. This is a journey. And so there's something beautiful about, well, look, we can talk in days, hours, but we can talk in weeks and years as well. Yeah. And so there's a lot of, well, not a lot of time, but enough time, more than the world gives you for, you know, uh, being a doctor, you know? <laughs> so you kind of uh, have that too, which I think takes a bit of the immediate pressure away. Because eh? if you said, if I said to you, tomorrow, you better get it right. Yeah. And you've got a child's life in your hand. That's like, ooh, there's, yeah. there's really, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I agree. And I think um, there, you know, even you talked about or you mentioned neuroscience earlier. Mm. Um, and, you know, what I know about neuroscience, um, you know, isn't worth knowing. But one of the, one of the uh, few things that I do know is, um, you know, that our brain doesn't actually, um, isn't fully developed till around, I think it's the early 20s, um, 22, 23, when our, um, you know, when our, our sort of brain development is, um, I guess, uh, it's, it's still plastic, but it's more fully rounded and more fully formed. Um, and so to, uh, up to that point, um, you know, some of the decisions that, that, that we make, are, you know, they turn out pretty good. And some, some of the decisions that we make in that time, you know, in our uh, up to or maybe even through our early to mid-20s, you know, they can perhaps be not, uh, not so good. Um, but it's all predicated on, on you know, um, time on the planet, I guess. And the longer we're here, hopefully the more we learn um, and the wiser we become. Um, and again, to me, that that wisdom that that comes um, with time, it, it can't be fast tracked. Um, it can't be um, something that you learn on a weekend, uh, you know, on a weekend course or a uh, Tony Tony Robbins book or whatever the case may be. Not no disrespect to Tony Robbins or weekend courses. Um, you know, if those things spin your wheels, then you know, payana. Um, but I think most of the rest of it, it just it's something that evolves over time. And, yeah. and I think, you know, as, as a race, that's um, how things have been for us, um, yeah. you know, since day dot. And so it's about, um, for all of us, I think, but again, talking about our dreamers, it's about being with them, um, you know, developing that relationship, that friendship, if, if, if you want to call it that. Um, and from that, the knowledge and the understanding that comes from that, you know, it's letting people experience um, what it is that they want to experience. But if they're on the cusp of, you know, perhaps a, a not so wise decision, um, or they've already they've made a, a, a less than, you know, appropriate decision, mm. being able to reflect on that or to pause and think about, you know, the merits of, of what that um, decision might, um, or the implications that that decision might uh, might bring. So it's just, I guess, adding another, like I said at, uh, at the beginning, you know, another significant adult, um, you know, that, that might be that, you know, that 
good um, voice on one shoulder. That's it. May or may not, you know, counteract the, um, you know, the not so good voice that's on the other shoulder um, or something along those yeah, lines. Yeah, bro. No, it's beautiful. And look, we're talking so deep now that it's going to be hard to compact into this logical talk. But I know I heard something the other day about uh, a diver stuck under his, uh, in, a, in a shark cage, ran out of air, uh, was about to take that last gulp. And they said, why didn't you? And he said, well, a picture of my dog entered my mind. And all the feeling was, is I got to get back to that dog. And it wasn't anything like a Tony Robbins statement. No disrespect to Tony. <laughs> Maybe just a little. I mean, come on, man. Sponsor this podcast. But, um, but, but, but it was the simple thing. And I wonder if it's the, you know, the navigator, every, come on, we're here for you, we're here for you. So if there is that one moment where you're in that fight or flight, it might just be like, oh, John wouldn't be very happy if I did this. And how cool is that, that that might be it. And we'll never know, but at least that's, at least it's a chance, right? And, and I think what I'm taking away is, man, like you said, it's a long game, but you got to stay in it. And we're having, you know, we've got to tell everyone every opportunity to stay in it. And it's not logical. It's not logical. It's something about the tension between, you know, fear, love, hope, you know, anxiety, you know, past, present, future. And it's so complex that all I can feel is you've got to be around someone else or the feeling that you'd want to be. And if you haven't got that, just keep in it. Like, do what the Rocky movies say. He wasn't supposed to remember. He had the eye, his, uh, the, the coach, and, and his wife, but he kept in it. And, and we all got to keep in it too. So that's, that, that's the dream for me is that, you know, maybe it's all a jumble at the end of the podcast, but there's something in there, eh? There's something we're talking about that is too big to put your th- finger on. It, it, it's too big, but by the same token, it's it's actually really, really simple, um, mm. I believe. And I think sometimes where, you know, the, the disconnect happens is that it's it's it can't be that simple. <laughs> it must be something else. Yeah. And, of course, in this day and age, you know, there's 50 million um, influencers telling us that it is something else. And so if we don't, again, know who we are, what, you know, what we like, what we don't like, what we think, what we don't think, um, and most of the people around us are similar. Um, it's easy to get sort of swayed or pulled over here or over there. But yeah, I, I you know, I could be wrong, but I, I don't think it gets much more complicated um, than, than this. And, um, you know, I, what do I know? Um, <laughs> but um, like you say, um, it, it is the long game and, you know, a whakatoki that, um, you know, I, I collect various things, whakatoki is one of them. Um, and I say it from time to time, you know. Um, this morning, um, I opened two gifts. Um, I opened my eyes. Mm. And, um, you know, each day truly is a gift um, because when you and I woke up this morning, uh, many, many, many people uh, in our country, let alone the world, they didn't wake up. So we're straight away, we've, um, you know, we're, we're streets ahead of, of, you know, where those um, people that didn't wake up were. And so, you know, the best we can do is to treat um, this day with the respect and the humility that it deserves. 
and to treat uh, everyone that comes into our lives or that is a part of our lives in this day um, with the respect and the humility that they deserve and in a way that we would like to be treated ourselves. Um, and that's it. That's it, brother. Absolutely beautiful. John, if people uh, from around the country or around the world, wherever you're listening or watching, want to check out what you do and um, the co-papa behind I Have a Dream, what's the best way to you know keep in touch and have a look? Um, Ihaveadream.org.nz um, is our website. Um, absolutely feel free to, uh, to, to reach out to me direct. Um, John, J-O-N at I Have a Dream. Dot org dot nz email um, and um, yeah I I'll, I'll 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 reach back to you um, absolutely um, because again I know what it's like to send emails into cyberspace with all the best intentions or curiosity uh, curiosity and they just spend time gathering cyber dust so um, yeah no Payana reach out please do. And look, I will say to people, everyone's like, oh, no one ever responds. I'm someone who their hobby is to reach out for guests and the ones you think will never get back to you, you chuck in a little please and a thank you. They always do. So that that's my tip too because uh, these things go a long way and I think it's more than we think, a please and a thank you. And it's been around for generations. In some ways, it's probably you know, started and ended wars just with simple manners. But um, John, I want to thank you for the work you do, brother. Thank you for taking time with us. Thank you to the um, I Have a Dream team. And look, I just look forward to many more conversations. Um, one of the things I'm pumped about is we've now archived a bit of your story that gets that gets to be shared going forward, you know. So it's free to everyone and uh, that's how it kind of should be. All right, team, that's us for the end of this uh, podcast. John, it's thank you again. Yeah, the computer's telling us it's 9.30, so let's get back to our families. (laughs) Cheers, brother. Catch you later. Awesome. Thank you.